0: Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate.
1: This ain't the first time I woke up hung over my head in a bed I ain't been in before, but hello i was doing my best to get up get dressed and get out that door girl there's something about you just saying ain't something guys like me do but here i am making plans for tomorrow hell i wish i knew how it just is different when you're leaning on me it's a different kind of buzz hell it just
0: Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Jagger Whittaker with Just Hits Different. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you both doing? Hello.
2: Hello, Penelope, and hello, Wetworth. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: Are you still Otto? No. Or can we call you Nathaniel now? I,
2: yeah, I can be whoever. I can be... Uh... <laughs>
3: was that country enough for you, Carl?
2: When I went down to Nashville the first time when I was trying to write
3: or do demos... That was what was hitting.
2: I thought I had to try to sing like that. I don't sing like that. So no matter how country my soul might have been, I sound like some guy from New York. So that's that's a special kind of singing.
3: That's like kind of country. Yeah, it's I, I love the guitars on that track. I think the I think we ought to start. This might be something that that we could do to give a shout out to all the players, the kind of behind the scene players that are making all these tracks. You know, there's really several layers of anonymity in that. Time. That goes along with playing on tracks now because you're not even being paid by the. Greg, no. What
2: musicians deserve no credit?
3: (laughs) Who who cares? You know, I think we ought to start asking. It's like who played on what, you know, so that we can give a a shout out to the players.
2: They don't even matter. It's just the main guy. They're just the background (laughs) nobodies.
3: In Nashville, there used to be, at least on the industry side of things, there used to be this kind of factory, this sound factory. Right. We called it uh, County Q. and it was uh, I, it might still be in existence, I don't know, but it was basically, you know, kind of 18 players that just literally were in the studio for nine hours a day for weeks on on end. And you could go in there and your demo, would come out sounding like a country record, you know? And it was like, we'd always say, well, that's a County Q demo. What's interesting about that is that those players were really, really great, and they did all the arrangements on the fly, you know? So I think that uh, we ought to do the shout-out to some players on occasion.
2: Well... I will be today's offender. I will offend, and bring up and bring up she that she'll not be named. Uh-huh. So I was watching. Uh, oh, I saw a TikTok where they had the opening of her show, the oh. Errors Tour, right? Mm-hmm. It's so, just incredible. For one, look at my musicians. That's what we think about it. It starts out where like it's this big screen and a long stage, and you don't see anything, but. These 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 dancers come out with these flurry things, fluffy little things, and then she just appears. There's no musicians. You just see her. I don't know where the band is.
3: And there's a lot of tracks. Yeah, so uh, tracks
2: yeah. And, and it's just her and like right in her like in her ice capades outfit. She in her right? bedazzled <laughs> outfit. <laughs> and there's like seventy thousand people. Like you can't even see her.
3: It's like I don't right. get I don't, it. Like, I don't
0: get it. That's why they have the screens, I guess, so you could see her from wherever you're sitting or whatnot.
3: And what's interesting is that conversely, I've seen a bunch of uh, TikToks and a bunch of quotes reels on the uh, Pink tour. So she's like flying around like a damn circus performer. Yeah, yeah, which
2: which is cool, but you know what?
3: Yeah, it gets old after. I hate, I hate,
2: I hate show business. I don't want (laughs) to. Right. I want to see a band. I, I, I don't want to go to Cirque du Soleil. You know, I just want to see a, some good songs played well. Yeah. I, I don't want to see, like, trapezes. and I don't yep. care. I don't need...
3: I know.
0: You don't need the performance. You just need the music. To me, that
2: means you need to do that to make up for something.
3: You know? Yeah, well, this, uh, these giant video screens, they've been it's around, for about 20 years? And they, uh, you know... People used to be more focused on the music playing and coming the from the stage. Played, you know. Do you I
0: think that that started... Back maybe like the early two thousands when like the Britneys and the Christinas and those people started kind of touring more. Often no, they were just they doing, needed. They to were have doing have smaller shows. It's
3: always
2: been this kind of
3: stuff. When did the experience start to happen that you watch the entire show on the on the one hundred foot video screen? It shouldn't versus,
2: be allowed. It shouldn't be allowed. They yeah, should ban I, it.
3: I don't disagree. They I'm should
2: ban. Saying. You know, they should. You know, no one should play songs for 80,000 people in a room. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I so can't wait for when I go to Ed Sheeran and just start <laughs> sending you all so many videos. And
3: I'm going to be on vacation those two weeks. So, Sony's Jumbotrons went mobile in the mid-90s. According to this, the video screen was first used by none other than Genesis. So, Interesting. Mm.
0: That is interesting. Remember,
3: we used to. It used to be branded. You used to call it a jumbotron. I remember that. Yeah. So
2: something totally unrelated. Another one of my stupid things I thought of. Carl's observations. <laughs> well, nah, I don't want to make it anything, but I just noticed that. <laughs> not
3: rise to that. I
2: level. went to. Um, now that I'm dating. I I had brunch, you know. You're brunching like, again. You only go to brunch. You only brunch in, in couples. I don't, I don't think single, right? I don't think single guys go to brunch. I mean, no, no.
0: unless they're at a bachelor party. Nah, probably.
2: Not. Only women want a brunch. Guys don't want a brunch. That's stupid.
0: Bro, you could call it bros who brunch though. You're probably right, make you, a, you start a, new a club. load of money off of
3: it. Who the brunch. whole concept <laughs> just, just sounds comical right now. Brunch.
0: Well, they've already got ladies who lunch, so we could trademark bros who brunch. Bro's like. who brunch
2: next week. Anyway, so you know, what I had—I've had, for, I haven't had it in a long time, and this is the this is how my stupid mind works. I had a waffle. I had waffles, a big waffle, right?
0: Like a Belgian I one. No, one. just a waffle a, waffle, a
2: round waffle, a big waffle. Okay. What came first, the waffle or the waffle maker? How'd you make waffles without a waffle maker?
0: So the waffle maker logically probably They're had pancakes. to come first. <laughs> See, yeah, but how do you know what a waffle waffles is? about a waffle maker yeah, or it's pancakes? pancakes. <laughs> right? Does that make any sense? A little
2: well,
3: less the, oil. Well, no, the, the yeah.
0: recipe to make pancakes and waffles does differ a little bit. So, uh,
3: there's just more Slightly. oil in the Yeah. Batter. No, but a
2: waffle is the hole with the crevices. It's a waffle. Yeah. So you need a waffle maker.
3: I don't well, know. Well, I guess I,
0: then that We've reached it all the an long <laughs> Well, on, That probably the to the question of <laughs> like what came first, the waffle or Waffle House. I think Waffles
2: became for Waffle House. But so that led me to think about the guitar. So, the guy who invented the guitar, did he know how to play it? Or, right. did, he have to, or did he have to invent how to play it then after he invented, invented it? Like, how did that work?
3: Right? Yeah, the guitar is, uh, what is it? Uh, maybe Spanish in origin? I don't know. This is one of those. T- this is one of those shows where we talk about 20 different things that I have zero
2: knowledge of. <laughs> we don't need any information anything. Yeah, we don't need any information. Again, no. the guy, can you imagine? like, hey, Bob, what are you doing? I'm building a piano. He goes, what, okay. yeah, right. he goes, what is it? I don't know. I'm just going to build it. And then we'll have to oh. figure it out, what to do with it.
0: Well, he must have had uh, some sort of like musical knowledge in order to understand. He had no musical knowledge.
2: It was, I think, I think it was the um, the Earl of Guitar from like (laughs) (laughs) sixteen forty one. Reginald J. Guitar. I
0: wonder if he was part of the Bros Who Brunch.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Bros Who Brunch and play the guitar. I don't know, just stupid stuff, man. Again, like the big question is, why do we do
3: this? (laughs) (laughs) i don't know this week to be honest there was
0: some music news that came out this week there's no um, music news that we can talk about which i did send you emails on so i didn't get it
2: but go ahead okay
0: so the first one well the first one i didn't send an email but the beyond wonderland 2023 like edm dance music festival i don't know if you heard this then you had
3: a big mess up right what happened? Was there a fatality or something? There was
0: two or three fatalities because of a shooting, um, and there was wow. like tens of thousands of people. Like this, I guess, is like the West Coast's version of Bonnaroo, um, right. which Bonnaroo did happen this weekend here, and I, it was fine. I I was not affected by it, but it was interesting to me because it was blowing up on TikTok, like people just talking about their experience. Because I think this is the first maybe like shooting that has happened since TikTok's kind of rise to fame. Because really, I think the last one was that country run in Vegas, maybe like five years ago. So it was just that that was a sad news fact that came out this weekend.
3: Yeah, it's kind of odd because of the festival, because I think that one of the things that's happening in this whole active shooter thing is that the media is not differentiating between gang violence and between these these random shootings from active shooters. So that becomes a problem. But this is not the venue that you would expect a shooting to happen in because, I mean, I don't want to stereotype, but EDM crowds are different from concerts that might be frequented by gang members, you know? So
2: That's the topic? We're going to talk
0: about well, shootings? I, no, it was just... Stuff that's in the news that's relevant. And then on top of that, so I don't know if you saw in the news, but BB Rexa was performing in New York City this weekend. And uh, BB Rexa, she's a pop singer. I
2: guess I am so out of it. Is she? Is she? Did she get shot?
0: No, no, she didn't get shot. A fan actually threw. Did, did she eat a waffle? No, no, she didn't. Eat a waffle. <laughs> oh, she got, hit, fan, with a, she got hit with the phone. She got hit with yeah. the phone. Actually, threw a cell phone on stage and like mm-hmm. s- it smacked her in the eye or whatnot, and she had to stop mm-hmm. the concert and go get stitches. But like,
2: I got a mm-hmm. phone. What kind of iPhone?
0: iPhone, iPhone. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so the guy wasted <laughs> the guy wasted his iPhone.
0: Yeah, apparently. Why cause
2: he didn't like her?
0: No, he just in his mind he said that he thought it would be funny.
2: Wow! To cool. beamer with an iPhone.
0: So yeah, to beamer with an iPhone. He thought it would be funny. Did they catch her. Yeah, they ca- They caught him. Oh, Arrested yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Was
3: it a he or a she? It okay. was a he. Yeah, it was a he. Oh, okay. Hmm.
0: But then the biggest news that I did email you both about is Garth Brooks's expansion into the country music universe, launching the Big Six One Five, his new radio station that I guess launches with TuneIn or something like that. Who's Garth Brooks? Oh gosh.
3: <laughs> Garth is just, I mean, his inability to retire is annoying. I
0: bet
2: you, I bet you eats waffles.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The issue from an industry standpoint that I had with that is that, you know, to put this more traditional, more throwback programming-wise to traditional country and to have that be news or have that be something that would excite potential listeners The problem is it's on TuneIn and TuneIn has always had a really adversarial relationship with the people that license and pay royalties to the creators. I wonder if anybody set Garth down and let him know that. ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC always had difficulty collecting money from TuneIn because They were an aggregator.
2: Wasn't Garth like the first guy to do an exclusive deal with Walmart?
3: Yeah, I think he's done done all kinds of deals like this. He always tries to do these bigger deals that have some certain amount of exclusivity, and it's kind of a closed loop. You know, so if you want what he's selling, you got to go to that place to get it. Right, exactly.
0: Well, didn't he also resisted Spotify for very, or like even all the streaming services for a very long time too? I remember.
3: Right. Correct. So.
0: The thing about his him launching a quote-unquote radio station, like unless you have the tune-in app, which I don't think a lot of people do, it's not something that I heard of until this news. It's
3: an aggregator of thousands of, ra- of terrestrial radio stations. That's what it does. It aggregates thousands of radio stations across the country and across the world, for that matter, uh, and that's how you listen to the radio stations. But more and more, they've basically been able to... You know, kind of create stations like Sirius XM, like satellite radio. They've been able to create stations that are exclusive to tune in.
2: Uh, but again, okay, not, not for nothing though. Them Beatles. Um, <laughs> them Beatles. So, them Beatles. It's funny how, like, it's true, all these acts are, like, you know, coming out against AI. Except and McCartney's McCartney. saying, hey, it's McCartney- the last
3: Beatles record, right? Right, he's
2: embracing it again, though. It's like the Beatles were that way back in the day, you know, when, when, in, in the 60s. They were always embracing new technology and say, why not go with it? So, McCartney's, yeah, making I did, think, I did think that was
3: interesting. That was a very interesting take, you know, of course.
2: Go with it, man. Yeah. I'm going to go with it. Of course, you know, you know, you got to so,
3: recognize right. that, you know, you're not going to take food off of Paul McCartney's table, <laughs> you know, regardless what you right. do, you know, so.
0: Well, and speaking of our upcoming Dem Beatles episode, if you are listening and you would like to be featured on that episode, the website is now live. It's ninety four twenty dot com forward slash Beatles. Um, we'll have it in the show notes for you, but we would love to get anyone's opinion on what their thoughts are on why they're still relevant all these years later.
2: Pro or con? If you yes. hate them, let us know why. If you if, if you just, love them, just him, know if you I, hate them, Carly stuff. come
0: after you. So. <laughs>
2: No, I don't care. You can hate him. I hate everybody, so it's okay. So, uh, what are we doing? Well,
0: we have it's- another single that we can play if we would like to do that. So, we'll play his latest single called Last Call. But before that, we'll hear from his PR company, which is Group PR. This episode features an artist from Group PR. Group PR is a boutique PR agency that is focused on music, entertainment, sports, and brand and influencer public relations. Group PR also focuses on playlisting, securing sponsorships, and social media management. To learn more, you can go to grouppr.com. That is G-R-O-O-T-P-R dot com.
1: She hung up. I won't goodbye, I call you tonight or see you at home. So I'm sitting here cause I don't really wanna sit alone. Somebody pour something strong. I know it's late at night, and bartenders gotta be the ones that turn out the Bottles up the Jack, Puts the bourbon back And the beer on ice Just this one time Can you keep that neon shining Call you or see
3: you That's a really interesting effort there. I thought that the track didn't get in the way of the vocal so much that the vocal just likes to, it seems to be the, the big thing. And, you know, that kind of like that singular line chorus, you know, where it's the same melody, he's singing over and over and over again. Right. I mean, that, that's a really strong record, I think. And I love the little juxtaposed last call, last call to her, last call at the bar. I think I think it's a really interesting record. He might have something there.
2: So when I was um during Carl and the Passion, we were in, we were in the studio on Bond Street, and we we're doing uh, this one song, it's called, uh I, I, I forget the song, but so I'm up in here in New York, and this is up in New York in the 80s, right? I said, well, you know what would be cool here? Pedal steel.
3: Yeah, there's a little steel in this one, yeah.
2: Right, that's yeah. what made me think about. It. We called Registry, the union, yeah, where they get course. musicians, right? We just hired a pedal steel player to come in, or you know, and, and this guy comes in. His name was like Seth, right? He was like this heavy set, maybe 40-year-old guy at the time, beard, like, t- up in New York.
3: Woodstock country.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he comes in. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in, like, in the village, you know, and he's like, comes out of where he came from. He comes in with these pedal steels, and, like, you know, we had no charts. We just teach him the chords. They so just yeah. play around this. But the funny thing is he comes in with his pedal steel sets up. He has his bag, and he kept on asking, you guys got a refrigerator? <laughs> You got a refrigerator? I said. He goes, yeah, that's what he goes. He had two six packs of beer that he puts in the refrigerator. So he he sets up his stuff, puts the shit in the refrigerator, (laughs) and then goes back out to do the session. So he he might have been there maybe an hour. He drank like seven (laughs) beers.
3: (laughs) <laughs> the guy was amazing. See, this is the reason why we need to feature the players on these records.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know how this guy even got home, man. But like, Here's I, you I, said. I remember it was a seven beer.
2: Yeah, he was going, So you want to ride here? i to play corner. Just have all these things. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know. I don't know about that pedal still stop going. Now, can you bend it more, make it more than one way? He goes, like, Something like this. Yeah. You know, then, then he'd stop and take a sip of the a, beer. That's like, hilarious. oh, man. Seth, what are doing now? You know, Maybe Seth's know. on this track.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he he moved chairs an AA meeting in, in the village every Thursday night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Well, anyway, did we speak we, we to We did. Uh, we
0: spoke to uh, Jagger, and uh, he answered our questions of the week. So, the first question that we asked him is to tell us a little bit about himself. Hey, y'all.
4: My name is Jagger Whitaker, and I'm going to tell you all a little bit about myself today from a small town in Enterprise, Mississippi, but now I'm living in Nashville, Tennessee to pursue a music career as a singer songwriter. I'm a country music singer with a and vibe thanks to growing up on classic rock, but I haven't always been on the singing side of music. Growing up, my dad bought me my first drum set at the age of three, and my passion kinda grew from there. He always believed in me and in my ability to perform on the big stage one day. He'd even bring me back a guitar of some type when he'd go out of town for work, but uh, I really didn't have the patience to sit down and learn, so I didn't really go anywhere. But unfortunately, he passed away when I was 10, and that kind of set a fire inside of me to actually sit down and learn. And uh, that passion just grew and grew into where I am today, basically. I love performing and telling a story to people through my music, and I hope to reach as many people as I can with the lyrics of my song and allow them to relate in a way that is meant just for them. My most recent song that drops on June 23rd is Last Call, and it is actually one of my favorite songs I've ever been a part of writing. I wrote it with Peyton Smith. Y'all go check it out. Pre-save in my bio on Instagram, TikTok, wherever you can find it.
0: We kind of are part of his rolling out of the single because today, when the episode will come out, will be June 23rd. So.
3: Well, I hate uh, I hate to state the obvious, but did you guys pick up that Mississippi Elvis-like accent? Oh, yes. And he, he's, he sounds Boy. like Elvis. It's that Mississippi thing. It's cool. It sounds great
2: let's um we did, did we, ask we him asked thing?
0: him what other music artists have inspired your career so far if he
4: says tell us if i'm gonna shoot myself <laughs> there's so many artists that have inspired me in my music career so far uh really really rubbed off on me and have made me into the person i am today as a artist um uh, the list could go on and on and on but i'm gonna narrow it down to a few that have really made an impact on me and hold a special place in my heart um To start with, Florida Georgia Line. Cruise was the first song I ever learned on the guitar, and I really looked up to those guys, and still do look up to those guys. But I've definitely changed my music preference over the time from when I started playing music until now. A few other guys would be Eric Church, Chris Stapleton, Morgan Wall, and Cody Johnson. And Cody Johnson is definitely one of my all-time favorites. Our music isn't exactly the same, but what he brings to the table, his energy, his realness, his... Lyrical preference it's just amazing what what he can do, and the way he performs. You can tell there's a true passion for music and a true passion to really get what he wants to be said out there and uh, that's all I ever really want to be able to do is be on a stage and be able to say what I want to say, and people relate to it and understand who I am and what i'm trying what message I'm trying to bring to the table and um yeah that those guys are truly inspiring to me and wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for them. You know,
3: I think that his influences are right where they need to be because I think that the tracks that I've heard today on the episode are they're, they, they're kind of uh, imbued with this commercial thing. So I think his influences, Florida Georgia Line has been lambasted for years but, uh, based on some imaginary quotient that somebody's supposed to hit and be authentic. But the reality of it is those guys, they hit a lick and they made a fortune. So And they found an audience quickly. So he could do worse than following in their footsteps.
2: On another note, even in the midst of recording a podcast, I get observations. And so why do we look down on people or look up to people? Like, why is it, when, when, when someone's, when someone, you revere someone, you look up to them, but when you but, but when you don't like him, you look down on him. So what does that mean? I don't know, George do Carlin.
3: Ar- what do you think it means? <laughs> it sounds like something he <laughs> would do. I just thought of that.
2: <laughs> like, you know, it's something went the heavens, maybe, in hell, because the devil's, you know, like, I look up to him, but I look down on them, you know, like, it's just. Stupid. Anyway.
0: So the last question we asked him is, what is one service not offered right now in the music industry that indie musicians need?
4: As an independent artist, I've realized there's a whole lot of work to be done. There will always be a whole lot of work to be done, no matter if you're signed or you're still independent. But I will say that some of the main things you can do is go out, network, meet people, build a relationship with people, build a good reputation for yourself. Whether you want to admit it or not, Nashville is a small town. And if you have a bad reputation for yourself, no one's going to want to work with you. But one of the main things I've ran into as an independent artist is trying to book shows, no matter how many emails you send or people you call, they'll direct you to someone else, especially if you don't already have a name behind yourself or a big label or company behind you. Um, it, it's, it's just really hard to sell yourself to someone and them believe you. So I feel like there should be some more help along the way for independent artists that are trying to book shows and trying to get their name out there and trying to show off what they have or what they can bring to the table, because really, that's all, that's all part of being an artist is actually being able to get in front of a crowd and play for them and, and let them relate to you and see that you're a real person and not just behind the camera singing along to a song that you've recorded in a studio. So that's one of my things.
0: He's like the third or fourth artist that has brought up yep. show bookings. So we Booking shows, We need right. to take what the firmware you know, department gave us and create since, something. Since, <laughs>
2: I'm, since I'm the only artist here on the podcast, mm-hmm. all you people are just more industry mortals. We're just, people. Mortals. The We're mere We're just mortals. here
0: to lift, right. to look up to you, Carl. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, but I, I I have that more sensibility. I think you know I disagree with everybody. I think. The business is exactly how it should be. It should be hard. It should be difficult. There should be no real way how to do it. There should be no easy way to do it. I think if you're good and you try hard and you're lucky, you'll get it. If if not, you won't. Tough, and that's it. Go figure it out, work hard at it, play around. If you're lucky and you're good, maybe you'll get somewhere. And if you don't, tough. And that's yeah, I mean, it. it. I, think it's exactly I don't, I don't it, disagree with I think you. It's, but ex- uh, it's exactly how it but should but be.
3: I don't disagree with you, but by the same token, digital distribution and the, the digital revolution that occurred 15 years ago and the result of of streaming being the major practice on how people consume. We have got to figure out a way that artists can be, can make money and do this on a full-time basis.
2: Let me tell you something, you want, you want, you want to make in this business? Get a Muppet <laughs> haircut, wear ice get paid outfits, and get out there. <laughs> and shut Uh, up i don't know Uh,
3: yeah and be on garth brooks channel because he's taking over radio yeah right
0: and when your fans throw phones in your face you know you've made it you know (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. Make sure that you listen all the way through because we have one more song called Sipping Something. For everything that we spoke about in the show, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later.
1: You say you want to sneak out and eye when you want to play. Blood red lipstick, hell bent to find your prey. Fading in your neon eyes. Come whisper my name, not in my veins Ain't nothing on your dirty little eyes uh, Black dress labels, empty on the table Cause you and the sheets instead